Welcome to the Bookish Life Podcast. This is Sarah. This is Phil. We're back, We're Sarah. back. It is summertime. We are refreshed. Uh-huh. Renewed. <laughs> it's a whole new <laughs> Phil and Sarah. That's right. That's oh, right. Only the best parts of the old Phil and Sarah. Sure. Yeah, that's present. that's how May went. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad to be back, and I'm excited to start talking about stuff mm-hmm. and um, well, stuff we've, being books. And this is Bookish 2.0 podcast. Mm-hmm. Really? Sure. Yeah. Because we've, we're we've we're worked changing. on it. We've done some work, guys, mm-hmm. on yep. ourselves uh-huh. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so we're going to do things a little bit differently. Do you yeah. want to talk about it? Yeah, we're going to um, focus a little bit more on our reading. We're going to have some kind of book club discussions where you and I read the same book mm. and then talk about them. Um, so we'll be kind of on the same song sheet. Because sometimes in Bookish Life 1.0, mm-hmm. we would read books months apart if we read the same books at all. Right. And then one of us would be like, I kind of remember that. Anyway, yeah. we have fixed that for you, dear <laughs> listener. Uh, so anyway, and then we're going to talk about... I think as it comes up, as it often does, maybe some drama in the book literary world. Yeah. I, you know, I've really kind of, I've come to an understanding that running a bookstore in Fort Smith, Arkansas is a little bit different than running a bookstore probably anywhere else mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and I don't know, I just thought you might enjoy listening to what goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and what that looks like. Um, and some of the the joys of that and some of the obstacles of that, some of the drama um, in the book world. So I don't know. We'll have a little like book world segment. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to that because, I mean, you know, you operate our bookstore. Mm-hmm. I think for those of us who come here, it's like this is this is ours, even though it's yours. I'm at your service. That's right. 100%. So I think uh, getting into some of the nuts and bolts will be interesting for those of us who aren't here every day. Sure. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we'll just do a one monthly reading recap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to every week. And we're only going to put our, our podcast out bi-weekly. Yes. So the first uh, episode of the month will be our, our reading recap for the previous month. And then the second episode will be our book club talk. Mm-hmm. So, and um, we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into Southern Noir this summer. Yeah. 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 Inspired by our boy, David Joy. And Eli Craner. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to read some white men. That's right. You know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I do love these guys. <laughs> um, and yeah, so if you have a copy of Ozark Dogs, that's what we're going to start with. Um, and we'll probably pick up the first half of that book next time yep. mm-hmm. you hear us. Yep. So anyway, so we hope you guys enjoy and this. I have signed copies at the store. Oh, yeah. Because you had the author at the store. I did. Yeah. Yes. So so that's, that's what we're doing. And if you have a question, if you want to be involved in our book club discussion and you want to send some questions our way for us to throw around, you can email us now. Phil and I have a Bookish Life podcast email that we can both check and respond to. Um, and it's the Bookish Life podcast at bookishfs.com. Yeah. So all of that is in our show notes. It's great. Because I updated those two. It's very exciting. I know. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. Okay, the podcast's over. Yeah. No. All right. So let's talk about. You want to start with book news? Yes. Okay. Let's start with book because news. Because this is, it's finally dying out. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But this was a wild ride for a good four days. And it was the Taylor Swift, is it a Taylor Swift book scandal? So mm-hmm. this happened. I got an email, maybe it was the end of March, from my uh, Macmillan rep. And it was, 
There is a summer job. It's going to happen on July 7th. You're going to want to sign up for this. I had to sign all these forms saying I would not let, I would not sell it early and I wouldn't tell anybody what it was, you know, until the release Mm -hmm. date and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I didn't know what it was. And she said she didn't know what it was. And so it's this great big secret. And then like the very next day, Taylor Swift announces her speak now Mm re-release. And with that, she has a line in her caption that says, just in time for July 9th. I think July 9th was yes, that. Yes, that is. Yeah. Just in time for July 9th, if you know, you know. Well, July 9th is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And in the book world, we don't release books on Sunday, right? So It's the Sabbath. It's, well, because it's the Sabbath. Yes. That is why. Not because the publishing industry does it on Tuesday. <laughs> but, you know, all of these Swifties are a powerful group. Mm-hmm. This unnamed book was the bestseller on Bookshop, on Amazon. We sold 28 copies, or like, we'll get to that in a second. We had a list of 28 people who wanted the book if it was a Taylor Swift book. I mean, it was crazy. And then I I think what had to have happened is the BTS folks whose book it really was were like, oh gosh. Tell them who BTS is, by the way. They're a... a, K-pop. K-pop. Yeah. Yeah, they're a K-pop band. There's like seven of them. Yeah. And I, I don't really know a whole lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone thought the only person in the world that could move the publishing industry from a Tuesday to a Sunday would be Taylor Swift, right? Um, I was a firm believer. It was a, it was a Taylor Swift yeah. book. And we were so excited. But anyway, I think BTS was like, all these people are buying books and they're going to be really disappointed when it's not Taylor Swift. <laughs> so the announcement wasn't even supposed to come out until this month until June, but they, they announced it early so that we could calm down, (laughs) (laughs) but it was really wild. And, you know, we didn't really know how to handle it at first. Um, you know, cause we can't really afford to like take people's money and then refund it all back, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So we, we did that at at first, but then we realized pretty quickly that wasn't going to work out. So we just made a list of folks and, um, I think that was a good way to do it. But Emily kind of took the lead on that. She did such a great job. We were in the midst of um, we were in the midst of planning our midnight mm-hmm. midnight's release yes. party on G- uh, July 9th. But alas, we will not be doing that. No. So anyway, that was kind of a wild a wild ride. Which no one would ever know, like if we didn't. Yeah. Like, that's why I think those stories really? are you don't interesting. Think, I feel like everyone knew about it. I know, right? <laughs> um, and, uh, no, it's a fascinating thing because my daughter's a major Swifty, mm-hmm. which means I'm a Swifty sure. by contact. Proxy, what yeah. is that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyway, yeah, it was a, it was a big thing because when I saw that and I saw your post, I was like, well, I better order yeah. one of those. Sure. I didn't. Because I was like lazy about it, and that turned out to finally pay off <laughs> yeah, for it was me. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we made a post, and it was really vague, and kind of mm-hmm. used Taylor Swift lyrics. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that was kind of interesting is someone from TikTok. There was all kinds of you know people speculating, mm-hmm. but they used our post and somebody else's and tagged us, and so we started kind of getting uh-huh. um, some sort of hateful comments mm-hmm. on Facebook. I wouldn't say hateful; they were they were civil. Were they, they Karen Karen type comments? Well, they weren't. From, they weren't our people. They weren't mm-hmm. even from here. Yeah, um, and they were just talking about how how we were using this as clout mm-hmm. to try to get more mm-hmm. sales. And I was like, first of all, 
yes, I will try to get more sales <laughs> from Amazon or yes. whatever else or whatever. Um, but it was just like kind of the first time mm-hmm. that we didn't go viral by any means, but mm-hmm. we had some interaction from, from mm-hmm. folks on the mm-hmm. outside and it was a little stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I think we handled it okay. You I mean, did. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> so there's that. And then, you know, recently we had the death of Martin Amos. Yes. Which, um, on the other side of, of yeah. this spectrum. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and Phil sent me an email like, have you ever read him? And I was like, never even heard of him. Um, but immediately on, I listened to the New York Book Review podcast. Mm-hmm. And they had, there's a whole like podcast about Martin Amos books mm-hmm. that I guess we could listen to that instead of. Still anyway, nice, yeah. Uh, I just wonder, Phil, if we're frauds, if we've never in our lives read or heard of. Well, maybe I've never read him, but I had heard of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember looking at some of his books, you know, as much, here's what I wonder, Sarah, Mm -hmm. as much kind of cross cultural exchange that there seems to be between the British and American publishing industries. Mm -hmm. I do think there are probably some authors who, who translate far better into their cultural context than the other. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how well Amos was ever able to break out of English slash British literature. And then outside of like, you know, the East coast, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't know anyone who's read any Martin Amos. Mm -mm. Um, But yet I know his name. Well, I mean, in the podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. they talked about how he really loved America. Mm-hmm. Like, he lived mm-hmm. here yes. for a really long time. Um, and if I, I think, were to pick up anything that he wrote, it would be his criticism. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like it was just scathing. Yes. I'm not sure he said anything nice about anybody. Um, which I think is interesting yeah. that we're, like, saying this guy was mm-hmm. such a great... And I'm sure mm-hmm. he was a, a wonderful writer. Yeah. I haven't read anything. But it's like, sounds like he was kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to his fellow writers. Yeah. but. Um, I, that's just a whole, it was a different time mm-hmm. and kind of, mm-hmm. to me, I feel like it's sort of romanticized, mm-hmm. you know, the fifties and sixties yeah. and seventies. Seven, yeah. He was writing, I think in a lot of the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. his dad, Kingsley Amos was a famous British writer as well. Um, and 73 was his first book. Yeah. And, he was young, young. And, and I think, you know, Let's talk about him without ever, ever having read him, let's Sarah. Do it. We'll, but let's I do discuss. wonder if if Amos, along with some of his friends, would be kind of more legitimate triggers for your "I don't want to read any white men." Oh well, you know because they they were exactly reading about him, not of him. So this is all speculation. Mm-hmm. But to what you said, they were all a lot of those guys were very emphatic mm-hmm. in their perspectives and they tended to universalize their worldviews. And that's exactly, I think the type of white male, correct me if I'm wrong here, the type of white, white male writing that you do not like. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. So right. But, but you know, and that's kind of maybe, I don't, I feel like I can appreciate mm-hmm. the, the language a lot of the time, but yes, the perspective I feel like is, it hasn't aged well. No. Um, but mm-hmm. I haven't read it. But I do know the Rachel paper. I mean, I, I think perhaps, again, judging on this podcast I listened to, mm-hmm. um, he did evolve. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. willing to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would maybe read later stuff. And stuff. Yeah. I, I mean. I think he was writing up until like 2020. What we need, if we could get 
writers that we like to stop publishing yeah. to give us a break. Yeah. Like my to read stack at home is quite long at this mm. moment. And it's like, uh, I'm, I would be interested to read some Martin Amos, but I mean, when yeah. <laughs> like yeah. people keep putting out stuff that sounds great. So anyway, yeah, it, it is a name. If you're interested in that, like research it. And sure. if one of you guys read some of his stuff, we would love to hear. Yeah. Or if you have read it. already read it, let mm -hmm. us know. If only we had an email address that they could send us things directly to, but Sarah. Wait, we do. It's the Bookish Life Podcast at bookishfs, as in fortsmith.com. Oh, look at us. Okay, great. Send us any comments on Martin Amos there. Sure. Okay, now let's dive into our May reading. Yeah. Do you want to start us off? Or? So, uh... Why don't we play tennis with this? So I'll do one and you do one. Sure. Okay. okay. Um, so I read uh, I read Farewell Darkness by William Manchester, mm -hmm. uh, which was his memoir of fighting in the Pacific in World War II. Veterans of our podcast, Sarah, will <laughs> know that I love William Manchester. Um, he's an incredible writer, incredible historian. So this is him touring the Pacific as in, in 1978. So he's in his late fifties and going back to the places that he and his comrades fought and kind of walking through those places. Now it's a fascinating read. There are elements of the book, which talk about the combat experience, which I had never read before, which certainly have never been portrayed on screen, mm -hmm. uh, in any, anything. <laughs> uh, and I won't get into the details of those, but anyway, it was, it was a really, it was an excellent book. If you're into World War II uh, stuff, it, it, I, I thought it was great. Um, and I would definitely pair it with his MacArthur biography. If you really want to, if you want to do something other than us and read something non-Southern Gothic this summer and do a little bit of World War II uh, deep diving, his Farewell Darkness and American Caesar, I think, would go great together. Oh, that kind of brings up something else I wanted to talk to you about mm -hmm. today, which is seasonal reading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're giving folks a lot of homework, assuming yes. that they like to read heavy things <laughs> right. in the summer. Uh -huh. And and I tend to do that. Mm -hmm. I like to kind of have a project. Mm -hmm. um, well, how do you read in the summer? Yeah. Do you ever the only time, no, the only time that I really think I liked, especially when I lived in the North mm -hmm. and winter was long, dark and cold. Mm -hmm. I liked to plow through a long novel that would like take me through January and February. Okay. Um, that's the only time I've really thought about it intentionally. Otherwise mm -hmm. I kind of look at my shelf and think, what do I feel now? Okay. Cause I have different stuff on there. Like I have, I'll have some nonfiction, some fiction, some heavier, some lighter. And so it's just, what do I feel? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, we get a lot of that, you know, folks come in, they're about to go on vacation, they yes. want a beach read or they want a mm -hmm. summer read. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what does that mean mm -hmm. to you? Because for some folks it's like romance uh -huh. and happy. Um, some people it's like thrillers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. suspense. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost always paperback mm -hmm. though. People yep. like to travel with paperbacks. So I think that's important. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just think it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, we all read seasonally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't all, but typically we sort of read with the seasons, but that looks different yes. for us depending on where we are in life. But I do have something to say, though, that I didn't. So when I travel outside the country mm -hmm. or a long flight, I take Lee Child. Oh, yes. I, I, I know. I love Jack Reacher. <laughs> yes, you know, because you watched me read it uh -huh. on a very long flight. But the beauty of Jack Reacher novels when you travel, if you like those at all, 
they're about four dollars. You throw them away mm -hmm. after you've read them. And then if you need one while you're traveling, if there is an English speaking bookstore wherever you you'll are, you'll be able to pick up another one in the series. They don't go chronologically. It doesn't matter which one you grab. So anyway, uh, the problem with that is now I can't remember which ones I've read because oh, no. I've read about two thirds of them. And you didn't go in order. I didn't go in order. And so it's like, did I read this? Did I not read this? <laughs> the same title. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, wait, he's in a small country town and there's trouble. <laughs> did I read this one or not? Anyway. Well, so on, on those, when I travel, yes, I like, I like some Jack Reacher. Okay. No, I think I con I'm usually reading for work and mm. reading for what's coming out or mm -hmm. an event or something. So I don't really have that luxury, although I am really excited about The Covenant of Water, the mm -hmm. Bergesi book. And it's it's, mm -hmm. it's chonkers. Yep. And I think that'll be my summer project okay. to get through that. Um, but speaking of summer, I did I did branch out and read the, the new, like the, the summer read mm -hmm. that's all over book talk and Instagram and whatever, which is Emily Henry's uh, Happy Place. Mm -hmm. So this is the story of, um, I've already forgotten her name. Oh, I think it's Sarah, <laughs> actually. Um, and she and her friend, she's like a brain surgeon, and all of her best friends meet in this beautiful mansion in Maine um, to like spend one last hurrah because mm -hmm. it's about to be sold. Mm -hmm. The girl who, like her friend's father is about to sell mm -hmm. it or whatever. Um, and we see that Part of the friend group is her ex, uh, and so they have to, and they haven't told anyone they've broken up. So they have to pretend mm. that they're still together mm -hmm. because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and ruin this last week together or whatever. Um, it's not typically what I read. Mm -hmm. I do like Emily Henry, mm -hmm. um, and I think that she writes this well. Like she's a good writer. Um, I just don't care yeah. enough about. Yeah their relationship, yeah. anyone's relationship, right. really. I'm sorry, that's not true, probably. But um, but I, I say that, but I did stay up until 2.30 in the morning <laughs> to see how it ended. Um, because it did do all the, like, mm -hmm. twists and turns. I was like, are they? Are they? What? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you don't really know, you know, oh, it's best that they are apart. Oh, maybe they should be. Oh, I don't know. Oh, anyway, a lot of that. So who would like that book? Um, I'm doing a terrible job of selling. Yes. I must say. I, I think people have grabbed it mm -hmm. and asked me about it, and we've switched books about three times. <laughs> so, uh, But I think most people who like romance yeah. and read that genre would, would really enjoy it. I think she, like again, her writing is mm -hmm. good. Um, the scenes where, you know, they meet, you know, like you get their backstory. They're very sweet. Um, I just, um, I don't know. I just, the twists and turns aren't exciting to me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, make up your minds and mm -hmm. let's move on. Mm -hmm. You are grown adults. Right. But mm -hmm. that's just me being a pessimist. Mm -hmm. um, again, like I said, I finished it. I read yeah. every page and I stayed up late to do mm -hmm. it. So it, it, there's something there for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, so there's that. Well, I read most of Our Share of Night. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the author's name. She's Argentinian. Uh, Marina Enriquez. That's it. Mariana Enriquez. Yeah, I didn't like it. I stopped. <laughs> and and this is, so this is like the first time I've ever done this. I read 400 pages of the 580-page book and stopped. And then you stopped? And then I stopped. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, I just. Read the I was, last chapter. Well, I, I probably should. Yeah. I, but I was like you. I, I had reached that, like you're describing mm -hmm. with this. I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I didn't care what happened to anybody. I didn't care about the world. I didn't, 
I didn't care. It's heartbreaking, y'all. Yeah. I, how uh, different we are. Uh-huh. I love that book. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I never really, uh, anyway, I never got engaged. I, I had, it, the, the way she structured it didn't work for me. I'm mm. okay with jumping around in time, but I thought, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. No, I was not a fan of that. And it's interesting um, because I think I should have been. So maybe I got myself into a mood, which we happens are, we sometimes. Are no. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I didn't finish that. But I did read 400 pages. So I feel like that counts as a book. I mean, it doesn't have an ending. So I, know. I know. Yeah. She'll never know. I know. So there you go. That's, well, that's heartbreaking. Again, uh, if you read Our Share of Night yes. and loved it or hated it, yeah. send us an email. Yeah, you can tell me that I'm full of it. Um, I'm willing to accept yeah. that. Well, you know, it's okay. We don't all have to like the same things. There's freedom? There's freedom. Okay. Right now, anyway. Right now, for the moment. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying. You know, I loved, I think I loved every minute of that book. I loved, mm-hmm. I was in it, though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was scary. Mm-hmm. I loved, is it? Not Gaston. What's mm. the, Gaspar. Gaspar. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was precious. Mm-hmm. And I wanted him to be okay in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I loved it. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Maybe you like Happy Place. Maybe so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that one either, but yeah. All right. So, I'm going to talk about another book. And this is kind of short. I don't even think it's out yet. But it's called um, Friends Like These by Meg Ro- Rossif. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a fun... I listened to this book on Libro FM. Um, and this was just the story of, um, I cannot remember anybody's character, anybody's name. Maybe it'll come to me in a second. Uh, Sarah. It's coming. It's not Sarah. But the main character um, is very young, just graduated high school, got this internship at a, like a newspaper. I'm just going to be a journalist. Um, moving to New York City to do it. Um, got, and it's hot. The, mm-hmm. Like the way she described the mm-hmm. summer was like, ugh, miserable. Um, and so it's like hot. She gets into this apartment. Her roommate's kind of crazy and she's got a boyfriend and she ends up meeting this girl at her internship and they become just like bosom buddies. Mm -hmm. Right. And she ends up moving out of her first apartment in with this girl. She's from New York. She shows her around. Um, they become like besties or everywhere together. Um, and it's just kind of the story of the summer and sort of what friendship looks Mm -hmm. like when you're that young and how kind of naive you are and, um, exciting everything is for the first time um and that was kind of it and then the summer ended and some things kind of unfolded and she learned quite a bit i was talking to somebody um recently about how they like their characters to change Mm -hmm. um there's another book i read that i think the character did not change Mm -hmm. at all from beginning to end but this one you know there's but you're 18. Yeah. You know, you're so, so you change every day. Right. You're 18. Um, but this was a really fun, I think this was a great summer read because it's, you know, you're sweltering in the book. You feel like you're there. Um, and it's just about these, these kids kind of finding their way. Um, and they do have the support of parents. So it's yeah. not like they're like going crazy and losing mm-hmm. their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're taking chances and sort of figuring out the world. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was really well written and, um, a quick, short little read. So mm-hmm. it was really fun. Okay. So. Thumbs up for that one. Mm-hmm. All I right. Um, well, and then the last book I read was the the Dickens and Prince book by Nick Hornby. Oh. And uh, I'm like, of course I like that because I like Nick Hornby. Oh, I was wondering though. It's not his best work though. What do you think? <sighs> no. Well, 
I guess it's different. Though. It's like different. For sure. So like I, um, novel wise, I mean, I felt like about a boy in high fidelity, which are now like 25 mm-hmm. plus years old were his best stuff. Yeah. Um, but the column that he wrote in the believer, uh, for 10 years where it was like, it was basically a reading diary. Mm-hmm. I really loved that. And this was like that. Okay. Um, and so it's very short. It's like an extended essay. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned that in one of the previous podcasts when we briefly discussed this book. Um, I, I like the way Hornby writes. I, I, I mean, it's fun. I, I like Dickens. I really don't care much for Prince one way or the other. I'm not anti Prince, but I've never really immersed myself in Prince. Right. So, uh, it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, he's probably pretty good, but I've never thought oh about goodness, Prince. Phil. I know. So anyway, I have a long drive coming up soon. So I'm going to listen to some Prince, I think, to yeah, see if I can absolutely get into that. But uh, <laughs> now that he's dead, but it's it was fun. I mean, it's really what it's really about, I think, is a certain type of creativity. Mm-hmm. That's what the book's about and the way in which both of them were so prolific and compulsively creative. Um, and, and, and then he kind of weaves their lives together through certain kind of touchstones. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's kind of a fun little light. It's something you wouldn't put together. No. Right. And he makes a pretty good case for it. Yes. And the thing I've always liked about Hornby is he can write about people that seem inaccessible in a very accessible Mm -hmm. way. He, he really does a great job of humanizing work. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so Dickens might for most of us come across as like a stuffy 19th Mm -hmm. century, you know, Victorian writer, but in Hornby's hands, he's much more accessible as a person and as an artist. Um, so anyway, I, I think, yeah, I think that's if you like Dickens or you're kind of curious about him, I think it's a good place mm-hmm. to start. I mean, you know, it does humanize him when you learn that he had like gonorrhea. Yeah, and he was kind of <laughs> terrible to his yeah. wife. And yeah. yeah, it didn't sleep like, you know, Hornby yeah. talks about that, like he would just walk London at night because yeah. he couldn't sleep. And um, but that's how he developed his like sense of such a strong sense of place mm-hmm. in some of his work. Um, yeah. So, you know. I mean, at the end, he talks about uh, Prince's vault that they've taken from Paisley Park and they've taken it to L.A. and it's in a secured kind of climate control place and they're going through it. And there's just thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of unreleased songs. And who like who does that? And he writes about Prince playing all these after shows like people that really followed Prince knew Mm -hmm. He'd be here. That he would, wait. if you just looked for some cues, you could probably figure out where he was going to play. So he would play a full show. in Taylor a, Swift. Uh-huh, that's right. Yeah. He'd play a full show in an arena, and then at 1 or 2 a.m., he'd go play a full set in some bar someplace, mm-hmm. and if you just happened to be there, you'd get a Prince show. Yeah. Anyway, like, that's just fascinating yeah. to me. It was a great book. Yeah, so... I liked that one. Good. Well, I'll just talk about the last three briefly mm-hmm. because these are books that I read for our upcoming Stems and Stories mm-hmm. event. Um, and I, a lot of the reason I picked a couple of these books is because I am very excited mm-hmm. about the U.S. Marshals Museum that mm-hmm. is opening mm-hmm. in July. Mm-hmm. July 1st is the opening date for that. 
Um, and so I've kind of thought I would, you know, share my excitement with mm-hmm. everybody by picking some like Western themed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, even though I know there are still U.S. Marshals working today, yes. but it, I, you know, I think of the frontier yes. era. Um, so I picked a few of those and the first one is nonfiction and it's called the summer of 1876 um, by Chris Wimmer. And this book was fantastic. Um, especially if you're not like a huge history buff mm-hmm. because he does make it, he makes it very accessible. He, there's not like soup, like a, an insurmountable amount of details, but he, he does sprinkle in enough to make it sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a fun fact about mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill or whoever. Um, and, but, but ultimately the, the thesis or the argument is that this particular summer of 1876, it kind of starts in January and shows how it builds. But we, in that summer, we have the Battle of Little Bighorn. Mm-hmm. We have the Frank Younger Gang mm-hmm. um, sort of doing their biggest heist ever and going mm-hmm. on you know, like this huge chase. Um, we have Wyatt Earp and the other guy. Bat Masterson. Yes, at Deadwood. No, Dodge, Dodge City. City. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of working together, they're like mm-hmm. the most secure, safest, mm-hmm. whatever place mm-hmm. ever. And then we also have the start of National Baseball League, mm-hmm. the National Baseball League. And um, so we have all these things. And in, in my little mind, before I read this book, those all felt like very separate mm-hmm. events happening in different times in our history. But they're all sort of happening at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, and sort of what, like how the media reacted to that. Um, how it changed the upcoming elections. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was kind of like a pop culture read mm-hmm. about 1876. Oh, um, yeah. So it was it was really fun, um, and I learned a lot. Can't remember it all, but I learned some stuff. Um, and then I read a book called "Sing Her Down" by Iva Pakoda, mm-hmm. and I've already talked about this mm-hmm. book a lot on my social media at Bookish. But um, it's a, kind of a modern western. So mm-hmm. this takes place during COVID. Two women are released from prison. Um, because, you know, they were kind of like trying to keep people mm-hmm. safe. Um, and they travel from Arizona to California. Um, and it is a fascinating look at um, female relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think sort of the overall message is that women are just as capable of violence mm-hmm. as men. Um, we also have sort of a thread I've seen in a lot of books I've read recently is, you know, the female detective, mm-hmm. right, who... No one really takes seriously. Mm-hmm. She, she sort of understands that, yes, a woman can can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have her character. Um, it was really great. Um, there are some definitely graphic scenes. There's some. Um, there's a character in the prison who sees ghosts, uh, which is really kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. And there's a mural at the end that kind of sort of shows us how everything plays out. Um, and I looked all over the internet to see if that mural, mural really existed, mm-hmm. but the, the integration of that throughout really kind of felt Fort Smith to me, mm-hmm. you know, since we have so many murals, um, in Western themes yeah. murals. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I thought that was, um, a nice little connection yeah. to our town, even mm-hmm. though it takes place way far in California. Um, and the last book I read, um, Four Sims and Stories is The Guest by Emma Klein. This is, we're in the Hamptons here, Mm -hmm. and this is the book that I referred to where this character doesn't change at all. Mm -hmm. She is just, like, kind of terrible the whole time. Um, But uh, the main character is a sex worker, um, but just... High end. Profoundly good at reading a room. Mm -hmm. Like, better than I'll ever be. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and has, yes, found herself with a guy named Simon, who's much older and very, very wealthy for the summer. And he kind of gets tired of her. Well, not really tired. She's, I mean, he, he kind of, she makes a fool of him Mm -hmm. at a party. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of puts her out. Um, and for, it's like the week leading up to Labor Day, you just kind of see how she navigates the world. And it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like we're in this, again, I think summertime, we like the Hamptons mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. rich and how they mm-hmm. mingle. But all of that is just so like fake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of see the underbelly of all that um, through her eyes. I love Emma Klein. Mm-hmm. She did The Girls back mm-hmm. in like 2016, um, which was the story of a cult, 14-year-old mm-hmm. girl who joins a cult. Um, and she kind of lays low. Like there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot. She wasn't on Twitter and stuff back then. She might be now. But anyway, this is her second book. She had a book of short stories a couple of years ago that I that I reviewed. But um, anyway, that's all I'll say about The Guest. Yeah, I now. just read the review of The Guest last oh, week, yeah. so it's fresh in my head. So good. What, yeah. did, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, I didn't. You didn't send it to me. Yeah, so there's that. He yeah, so I didn't. I didn't say order, please. Um, but it, I mean, it sounded like you described. But it also didn't sound. It sounded like a little of that would go a long way. Mm. Was what it sounded like to me. It's like kind of grifting her way through the Hamptons. It's like, well, where's where's the fill hook? And like, where do I attach myself? to The this? way she sees the world mm-hmm. is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I mean, she manipulates a six year old boy. Mm-hmm. To like find her to like get a sandwich, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like just like mm-hmm. the way that she's like, oh, I can, and just how easy it is for yeah. her to kind of like pretend mm-hmm. and be this thing that mm-hmm. that all of these rich people mm-hmm. just kind of assume. Oh yeah, she probably just works here, right? Or she's just blah, blah. right. And there's these really great scenes where she would like look at herself in the mirror and like kind of try to freshen up, mm-hmm. and the way that she would talk about it, like you know, clean out her underarms mm-hmm. and. Uh, put on some lipstick and her hair's kind of dirty, but it looks like, you know, like mm-hmm. there's like, she has a, not, not a moral compass, mm-hmm. but she has a compass. Yeah. Right. This is what I have to do to mm-hmm. get back. It was fascinating. Okay. I thought it was really good. So mm-hmm. there was one more I did for Simpsons stories, but I did that in April. So it doesn't count. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that doesn't count at all. So anyway, that's, that's a fun May. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things we're going to do is you'll see on our books on our website, we put the books that we read mm-hmm. Um, so you're welcome to go there and if any of these sound great, please buy them. Um, but we're also going to put together some May reading bundles. Yeah, so, great. um, that'll be on bookish's Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested in, you know, two or three of these books, you can get a special deal on those. Great. So, anyway. That'll be super. Yeah. So next time we get together, we will talk about some Eli Craner. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. want, so let's just say like the first half of the book. Okay. Um, I don't have it with me. First yeah. half. So first half of those are dogs. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. It'll be exciting. It'll be. Well, is that all of our agenda for today? Oh my goodness. I think so. Wow. We covered it all, Sarah. We did a lot. Yes. So we'll be back in two weeks and we're going to talk about that. We'll probably have read some other stuff, I assume, that we may need to catch yeah. people up on. Well, we'll save it for what we read mm-hmm. in June. Yeah. Okay. The next time. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. We're so glad to be back. Like, share, tell all your friends, and buy books from Bookish. That's all you need to know right there. That's all you need to know. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks.